This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. So China's Pacific project is not going too well. What about the Himalayan one? One country is key to China's expansionist plans in South Asia. That country is Nepal. Historically, China has had little influence in Kathmandu. They pr- their preferred partner was India. Just think of all the common links, religion, culture, trade, history. The relations are less diplomatic and more of a brotherhood, India and Nepal. But even brothers squabble. Right now, India and Nepal are locked in a border dispute. Three territories are in question, Limpi, Adura, Lipu Lake and Kalapani. But India and Nepal claim these territories as their own. Now, this squabble is not new. Since the late 1990s, Nepalese leaders have repeatedly raked up the border issue. One man takes the cake, though. Former Prime Minister K.P. Sharmaoli, he published a new map of Nepal in 2019. It showed these three disputed areas as part of Nepal. All his tenure nearly derailed India-Nepal ties. He cozied up to China. He accused India of spreading COVID-19 to Nepal. It was all kinds of propaganda. But now K.P. Sharmaoli is gone. There is a new government in Nepal, one that promised to reset relations with India. And how's that going? In April, the new Prime Minister, Sher Bahadur Deoba, visited India. He met Prime Minister Narendra Modi. He offered prayers at the Kashi Temple. Basically, he ticked the important boxes. Diplomacy and culture. The next month, Prime Minister Modi travelled to Nepal. He visited the birthplace of Buddha in Lumbini. And there, the Indian Prime Minister made an important statement. India-Nepal ties are as ancient as the ocean and as stable as the Himalayas. Does Nepal agree with this? The new government does want a reset in ties, but the disputed territories remain an issue. Here's what the Nepalese Prime Minister said on Sunday. The government of Nepal is always ready to defend its territories. The areas of Limpiadhura, Lipulek and Kalapani are Nepalese and the government of Nepal has firm understanding about it. The issue of border is sensitive and we understand that these issues can be resolved through dialogues and talks through diplomatic channels. Strong words there. Deobai is talking about defending the disputed land. And that language is very important, the use of the word defending. You don't have to defend against partners, especially not a long-standing one like India. So on this issue, Deoba is following the Oli playbook. Maybe not as aggressive, but the message is the same. The question is why? Why is Nepal's leadership antagonizing their most important friend? And the answer is politics. The Nepalese have certain perceptions about India, wrong but strong perceptions. That India is undermining Nepal's sovereignty, that India is sort of like the big brother. And Nepal's leaders capitalize on these sentiments. Oli did the same in 2019, Deobai is doing it in 2022. It is more political than strategic. If you're tough on India, the people will support you. That's the consensus, so that's what leaders do. But with China, things are different. Let me tell you about Mao Zedong's dream for Tibet. He said Tibet had five fingers, Ladakh, Arunachal Pradesh, Sikkim, Bhutan, and finally, Nepal. Mao said these five regions had to be liberated, in which case, Nepal will have to defend itself, really defend itself, not against India, but against China. 
Reports say China has encroached on 36 hectares of Nepalese land. It's a small country, so 36 hectares is important. Their constructions in Tibet are also altering the landscape. For example, some rivers are changing course. And when rivers shift, so do borders. In May 2020, China made another claim. This one was beyond belief. Chinese state media claimed that Mount Everest was part of China, literally a Himalayan insult. The Nepalese public was seething at Beijing, but their government was more cautious. Certainly no statements on defending the Everest. In fact, the very next month, Nepal supported China at the United Nations. The UN was voting on China's crackdown in Hong Kong. 53 nations supported China. Among them was Nepal. What explains this difference in attitude? Why are Nepalese leaders soft on China but hard on India? Like I said, one reason is the politics. The China factor is not politically beneficial. If that changes in the future, so will Nepal's attitude. But by then, will it be too late? China invests nearly $268 million in Nepal every year, $268 million annually. That money is building bridges, making roads, creating power grids. I know it sounds great, but Chinese funds always come at a cost. Just look at Sri Lanka. So Nepal must be wary of this Chinese embrace. Their leaders are used to playing India against China or acting tough on India to gain votes. But that strategy is extremely risky. It could derail ties that have been built over centuries. So Prime Minister Deoba needs to tone down the rhetoric. He needs to focus on the reset. As for India, it's time to introspect. India prides itself on people-to-people -people relations in South Asia, whether it's Afghanistan, Nepal, Bangladesh, or Sri Lanka. India's commitment has always been to the people, not the governments. And the best example of that was 2015. India came to Nepal's rescue during the devastating earthquake. And despite that, why is the perception not changing? Why do Nepalese citizens have misconceptions about India? Solving that must be India's priority. If not, Nepal's leaders will continue with the rhetoric.